Thanks for checking out the Refuge Official Podcast. Wherever you're from, we hope that this message will encourage you and help you grow in your relationship with God. Now, here's our lead pastor, Matthew Malik. So, are you ready for the word this morning? Yes, we're going to be talking about the road to the cross in part one of the series is Jesus' baptism. And because we're doing a baptism, I believe it's always important to give you a reference point for what we're doing. I believe we need to understand the, the practices of what we do in our Christian walk with God, what we see in the scripture, so that you can clearly understand what we're doing, so that you just don't do it. Well, this is what we do all the time. No, there's a reason why we do what we do. And so the road to the cross actually started before the world was formed, okay? Uh, God's plan for Jesus was determined before the world began. And, and we understand that there's a scripture in First Peter. And let's take a look at this in, in First Peter, if you have your Bibles. Uh, in the English Standard Version, First Peter 1.20 reads, God determined to send him, Jesus, before the world began. But he came into the world in these last days for your sake. The New Living Translation reads a little different, and I want to share it with that, in that passage as well, in that version. It says, God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But now in these last days, he has revealed, has been revealed for your sake. See, Jesus came for you. He was sent for you to ransom you, to purchase your redemption. Because of sin, because of the fall of man, we were all doomed to eternal separation from God and destruction. But Jesus was sent by God's eternal plan to bring salvation, to bring forgiveness, to restore what was lost in the fall. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're grateful for an opportunity to share your word. And I trust that you'll move among these people, that you'll give us eyes to see and ears to hear. The truth, Father, would come to a greater place of revelation in our lives so that we can not only receive but live out this truth in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so as we're starting this series, and we're, we're going to be celebrating Easter and resurrection uh, this month as we celebrate Easter, uh, we see this journey of Jesus. And in his earthly ministry, he was baptized. He was, and I'm going to share the scripture. We're going to just narrate the story. Best to see from the scripture in Matthew chapter 3. Starting at verse 13. If you have your Bibles, turn there, and we'll be reading this. Because Jesus set the example that we're to follow. And Jesus was baptized, but he really didn't need to be baptized because he was free from sin. He was perfect in every way, but yet he was baptized. And we're going to see this narrative here. Matthew 3, starting at verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan to John to be baptized by him. And John is in reference to John the Baptist. He was the guy in the wilderness. He was crying out and calling people to repentance. And he was baptizing them as, as, a, as a symbol of 
being cleansed from their sins and, and beginning to live a life that would be ready and prepared to meet the Savior, okay? And so, and then it, in verse um, 14, it says, John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? See, John the Baptist knew who Jesus was and he said, no, you need to baptize me. I, why would I baptize you? I'm a sinful man myself. And But verse 15, but Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented, and when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest upon him. And behold, the voice from heaven said, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Wow. Now, God desires to open heaven upon us. And open heaven, I believe, is where there's a closeness to heaven and earth, where God begins to make a contact and begin to show himself and make himself real in our lives. Because that's the nature of God's heart. He wants you to connect with him and to experience who he really is. And so this open heaven is, is something I believe we're going to experience here today. As, as these are going to be baptized, God's heaven is going to be open to us. And we're going to experience a closer connection with him. See, Jesus began his earthly ministry after his baptism. There's no recorded signs, miracles, or wonders. Uh, he went out to preach the gospel. He gathered his 12 disciples together, and he began his earthly mission, which eventually led to the cross, where he died on the cross for us. And then three days and nights later, he was raised from the dead. And so the scripture notes in the passage we read that this was to fulfill all righteousness, which was really to be an example for you and for me. See, Jesus is your first and foremost example of how you're to live, how you're to even think, and how you're to conduct your life. He is an example. And so he set the example himself that we were to follow. So when we are water baptized, we're following the example set by Jesus. And when we look at baptism, it's a broad subject. Water baptism is only one particular aspect of it. A baptism is actually defined as a dipping, immersion. It, it means to submerge. It means to put under. And, and in fact, the Greek word baptizo uh, literally describes a ship that had sunk like in the harbor or at sea. It was completely submerged underwater. And so that's what this word means. It means to put under, okay? Baptism is... is also, we see in Scripture there's different type, types of baptism. Uh, when we commit our life to Christ, the Scripture speaks of how we are baptized into the body of Christ. We're immersed or submerged and become part of the family of God. We also see baptism in the Holy Spirit where we're filled with the Spirit. We're empowered with the power of the Spirit of God in our lives. And then we have water baptism, which is a physical expression uh, other types of baptisms we see as spiritual elements of our walk with God. Now, at Refuge, we believe that uh, 
when a person is baptized, it's marking a decision in their life to fully follow Jesus. And it's something as a church we celebrate. And we join with those that are baptized and we celebrate that moment with them. It's a milestone for those who've decided to follow Jesus. And I believe the most significant milestone that anyone can reach is to make a decision to receive Jesus, to appeal to God, to receive the Lord as Savior of their life, and to leave the old way of living, the old life, and to begin to live a new life in Christ. And, and so it's breaking free of the influences that once controlled you, the bondages that once held you, so that you can live in freedom. And, and I believe it's important that you be informed about the biblical meaning of water baptism so that you can have a, a, a greater uh, understanding of this. Uh, it's a, really, it's an expression of a spiritual change that has happened in someone's life. Now, there's three important things we need to know about water baptism. And, and I like to share this every time we do a baptism. And so if you've heard this before, hey, it's only going to be reinforced in, in, in you today. And, and my focus... My focus is going to be upon these sitting on the front row that are going to be water baptized today. Number one, it's an act of obedience. Water baptism is the next step for following Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 28, Jesus gives the great commission. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And he said, make disciples. A disciple is a disciplined follower. A disciple is somebody who comes up under to learn, to be taught, to be trained, to be equipped so they can live out their life under that training, under that influence. And, and then for those being discipled, Jesus instructed to baptize them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. And so we see that clear-cut command from Scripture. So we're not just acting on something that somebody came up with. We're acting on the very words of Jesus himself. As people follow the Lord Jesus in water baptism, they're following through the steps of discipleship that lead to further obedience. And so I believe that one step of obedience leads others to obey. One step of obedience in your life leads you to further obedience. And so if you miss it at one point, it's going to be more difficult down the road to, to make it in others. So obedience is, is a great factor. In Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter, uh, on the day of Pentecost, uh, and when the Holy Spirit came down and the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit, they came out of that room uh, and began to go out into the city and, and the crowd gathered together. Uh, he had a message for them. Peter said to them in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. On that day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came and realized that just as the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus when he was baptized, we're expecting the Holy Spirit to fall on us today, fall on these that are being baptized. And so, okay, moving right along. Number two. Water baptism is a public declaration. It really is. It's an initial testimony of our faith in Jesus Christ in a commitment that we made to him. And so in, in water baptism, uh, a believer is immersed in the water and brought out as a testimony of their faith and obedience to Jesus Christ. And so Matthew chapter 10, verse 32, this is because this is acknowledging Jesus. It says, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, 
I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. And so another translation says, anyone who confesses me on this earth, in other words, testifies of Jesus, identifying yourself with Jesus. See, sometimes in this life, we're afraid to tell people that we're Christian. We're afraid to tell people that we're a Christ follower because we're afraid of the persecution. We're afraid that people might think, oh, you just, you know, we, we don't want to be close to you. They think we're crazy. They think we're weird and all that stuff. Maybe we are. I don't know because the Bible says we're peculiar people, but we won't go there. All right. Uh, I, I love to be around Christians. Christians might be a little crazy at times, but, but because of their connection to Jesus, uh, they become part of our family. And, and we, we love other believers and we celebrate what God's doing in their life. So, but I believe it's so important to go public with your faith. And that's what you guys are doing today. You're going public with your faith. It's a testimony. And, and God honors that, okay? Number three, the third point we could say about water baptism is water baptism is a symbol, or we could say a physical sermon of your new life as a devoted follower of Jesus Christ. It's a symbol. It's a physical sermon that you are now dedicated to follow Jesus. In Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4, we see a passage that brings a spiritual alignment of what water baptism is, showing what happens spiritually in this process. Verse 3 says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So this is a physical sermon. As, as we lay the person down in the water, that symbolizes their death to the old self, the burial to the old way of life. And when they're under that water, it's symbolizing that death. And when they're brought up, it symbolizes rising up in new life in Christ. And so it's a demonstration. We're putting off the old and we're putting on the new. That there's a new life that we will now live from this day forward. Now, many of you have already experienced that new life, but this step of water baptism only affirms that. It demonstrates that in the, in the way that others can see. And so today's baptism, and as, as we uh, I just want to instruct these participants, uh, each of these participants today will give a brief testimony of who Jesus is to them. They'll testify of their relationship with Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And that's important. And that testimony, hear me, is not just for the crowd that's around you today. But that testimony is being witnessed by heaven itself, by the angelic host. That testimony is also being witnessed by the principalities and the powers of darkness because there are three realms that are witnessing what's happening here today. Heaven, this physical earth, and hell. And your testimony is reaching into those three dimensions. And so spiritually, that makes this very significant where you're setting yourself apart as a follower of Christ and you're making it public. Now, what am I going to say over you? The 
words I'm going to speak over you will be as a minister of the gospel. I baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And what's important to understand that Colossians 2.9 says that for in Christ is all the fullness of God. And so we understand that we're partaking in something that allows us to experience God in his fullness. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to give us more than what we have. He wants us to experience more of him. He longs to reveal and make himself known to us. At Refuge, we believe all people matter to God. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to connect further with Refuge, feel free to go online to wearerefuge.net or on social media at wearerefuge.